some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Episode number 11 of the Strike Zone podcast here in the Zone Podcast Network. I'm going to get into some issues that Little Leaguers have with the current state of Major League Baseball that came up this past week at Williamsport. And I'm going to discuss whether or not these kids have a gripe about what they don't like about Major League Baseball right now. Plus, a big series between the Los Angeles Dodgers and the New York Yankees as the walk-off hero Dodgers continue their magical season here in 2019. It's episode number 11, and you're listening, as always, on The Zone Podcast Network. This is the Strike Zone Podcast. Hit well out towards right field. This one climbing at altitude. This one is gone. With news and notes from around Major League Baseball. Myers drives one in the air down the line and left. It's got a chance. Gone. Rounding the bases with the hottest topics from all 30 teams. Swung on, drove to deep right. It is high. It is far. It is gone. It's a three-run home run for the Santino. And here's your host, Will Bowling. Glad you're with us on episode number 11. Thanks for hopping in with us to talk some baseball going into a big weekend. My name is Will Bowling. You know me if you know this show. You also know you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We're on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and Google Play. And this week, a big slate of weekend series in New York. And we're going to talk about a couple of the teams that are going to be making plane trips to New York this week uh, right here off the top in our discussion. Might be finding us on the Zone podcast page if you're on Apple, on, on Spotify, wherever you are. I want to remind you, though, that you can also find the Strike Zone podcast on its own feed. So if you're listening here on Zone Podcast, you want more baseball coverage here locally in Nashville and here at 104.5 The Zone, go ahead and search out separately as well, the Strike Zone podcast. You can subscribe to us there, just like you have already with Zone Podcasts. You know how it works. Every time we post a show, it's going to be right there for your ears. We'll do three segments today on this program, like we do on every program on the Strike Zone podcast. The opener, the heart of the order, and the stretch. Three big discussions that I think are worth having right now in Major League Baseball. And we'll start with the headlines in our opener segment. People need to appreciate just how good the Dodgers are at winning games in the bottom of the ninth inning. This is... It's getting ridiculous. It's getting ridiculous. (laughs) Another walk-off on Thursday night for the Los Angeles Dodgers. This time it was Enrique Hernandez with Corey Seager and Cody Bellinger also scoring runs in the ninth inning. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Twelve walk-off wins now for the Los Angeles Dodgers this season. That's the most by any team since the 2017 Orioles 
hey, look, a, a good stat about Baltimore. That's fun. That's, that's weird to, to say. Uh, they had 12 that year, too. Um, this all coming from ESPN.com and Steve Richards. He writes that the, the Dodgers' seven wins when trailing entering the bottom of the ninth inning are the most wins by a team under those circumstances since 2009. And in a year in baseball, we've seen so many records go down and so many hitting and, and offensive all-time bests change. This is one that has nothing to do with the baseball being covered in a different material. All right, this is just a good baseball team. And I think that as the Dodgers get into the postseason, it's going to be harder to pull this off. It'll be harder to always come back because you get in a five-game postseason uh, post series. Maybe it's against the, the Nationals or the Cardinals would be the two teams they could match up with right now. You're not going to really be seeing a, a middle reliever or sometimes even a closer late in these games. You're seeing starting pitchers on short rest come back for ninth innings if your team's on the brink of elimination Or if a team just gets desperate and says, all right, we need our best available arm, that's a starter instead of a reliever. So I don't know how long the Dodgers can keep doing this, can keep bailing themselves out in the ninth inning. I don't think they really care. Uh, And the impressive thing is that the Dodgers continue to come back in games to make things closer than they should be when they have a 16-game lead in the NL West. 16 games. Ridiculous. Also walking off last night, Ronald Acuna Jr. This show is an official Ronald Acuna fan show. This this show right here. If you don't like Ronald Acuna Jr., maybe find your baseball news somewhere else. Just kidding. But, but legitimately, how can you not like this guy? Another walk-off winner for the Atlanta Braves, who have now won 7 of 9 ever since the sky was falling a couple of weeks ago. And yeah, players have been hurt for them, but Braves, man, they they continue winning. All right, it it started with the hot New York Mets coming into town. They take 2 out of 3 from the Mets, which I think was overshadowed by the big win for New York in Game 3 of that series. Then you take two or three from the Dodgers. There was nothing quiet about that. Everybody saw that series. That was, that was a big one. Uh, and now you sweep the Marlins, which is what you're supposed to do when you get Miami at home. Because when you play a AAA team, you're supposed to beat a AAA team three times in a row. Ronald Acuna, man. Tell you what. We, we had our MVP discussion about Ronald already on this, on this program. Uh, it's, it's going to be a fun MVP race. This one's going to go all the way down to the wire. Um, so the playoffs started tomorrow. Reading this as well online today. Rays and A's in the AL. Okay. Not exactly a traditional matchup, but the winner of that one would get the Yankees. So or Yankees-Rays, I think, would be really interesting. Uh, Yankees-A's have some history there as well. Rays have never faced the Yankees in the playoffs, but the A's know them all too well. And four different postseason series against them, they're 0-4, which counts wild card games. Twins and Astros, that's, I feel like Astros in, in maybe four games would, would breeze right through there. Uh, Cardinals and Nationals is your in a wild card matchup right now. Um, Max Scherzer, you've got to give him the advantage. The Cardinals don't have an arm that could match up with him. Uh, 
Uh, Jack Flaherty's fine. Uh, Miles Michaelis, you know, Wainwright, but goodness. Max Scherzer's, he's back too. Got a win last night over the Pirates. Um, Cubs and Braves. Whew. Gosh, there's a lot of Cubs fans in, in our area because, well, this is America. Um, lots of Braves fans in this area because this is the Southeast. Um, that is a matchup of the has-beens versus the futures, right? The, the Braves trying to recreate the rebuild that the Cubs did in, in a little bit of a different way and drafting good pitching and finding good hitters in the free agent market while developing good hitters, whereas the Cubs drafted great hitting and then found bargain pitchers they could develop into, into aces like Jake Arrieta and Kyle Hendricks and John Lester. But that is a, a really interesting matchup of a team whose window is closing in the Cubs, who I think if they don't make it past that first round, they're going to have a new manager next year. And then a team of the Braves, who their window is, is just beginning. And, and they're still probably pretty early into this whole process of, of being a team that can really contend. So then the Dodgers would get either the Cardinals or Nationals. Imagine a Kershaw-Scherzer matchup. That would be fun. I'm still hoping, though, we get Nationals-Mets in that wild card game. DeGrom and Scherzer, oh my goodness. So those are some headlines here off the top, where the game currently stands right now. But I want to get deeper into a discussion that stems off of a piece written by ESPN.com from the Little League World Series this past week. Let's head into the heart of the order. So the best lines from the Little League World Series were good. ESPN.com writes a, a great story. Starts with a, a great quote. Alex Anderson, a player for the New England Little League team. When asked how would... Little League players change Major League Baseball. Uh, this New England native little guy says, get rid of the Yankees. Okay. Bold, but fair. That's, that's a bit harsh. He says, eject all the Yankees players and then get all the scrubs on their team so they'll never win a game. Hmm. Okay, that's, that's, that's one way to do it, Alex. Um, now, Alex is defending champion Boston Red Sox. They've got some scrubs on their team, uh, mainly on the, the ones that throw up on that hill, on the mound, the pitchers. And he says that the, the Red Sox, they're boring. That's why I don't watch them very much. It takes too long. Games are three hours, and pace of play is really slow. And, and his team won the World Series last year. So you're not getting him involved. I mean, who's Who's watching? From ages 12 and below. So when I was growing up, I had, like most of the people that grew up here, I've got Braves baseball on all the time. And so many people now in their 30s and 40s, they, they were kids when the superstation of either WGN or TBS was showing either Braves or Cubs baseball. And that's another reason why that series between the Braves and Cubs that would happen if the playoffs started tomorrow would be so interesting because those are two national brands. They are local everywhere. But it's interesting to me to hear what these kids are saying about one particular thing that they don't like about baseball right now. And it's not just one guy. This was 
a consensus answer from many of the players that participated in the Little League World Series saying they don't like the new netting on fields and ballparks around the country. Now, the Braves announced this this past week. Many teams have now announced that in order to protect fans more, there's going to be more protective netting that goes all the way to the foul pole. Or at least to where the, the, the wall becomes parallel with the foul pole. So that's what Atlanta's doing. Um, and, and I don't know how this can be seen as a bad thing. Right? I mean, you go to Minute Maid Park and see the reaction when, I believe it was Javier Baez or Albert Almora, struck a fan with a foul ball. It was just kind of a a surreal scene in Houston when that happened and uh, a fan was very, very badly injured, very seriously injured. So it's unfortunate for these kids that now say, hey, I I can't catch a foul ball. I can't feel as in tune with the game. But I think this is a good thing for Major League Baseball to do, to put their foot down and say for once, forget the juiced baseballs, forget all the ways that they've sold their soul to try to get a younger audience. For once, this is a situation where Major League Baseball needs to stand firm in new age thinking that doesn't benefit the lowest common denominator. There are some interesting answers, really interesting answers. Santiago Lejia from Team Mexico says, I, you know, I don't like it. You can't get good foul balls anymore. Ryder Planchard, a 12-year-old third baseman on the Southwest Regional Champion from Louisiana, says, you know, it just really sucks that you can't really get a ball anymore. It's sad because you can't catch foul balls, and everybody wants an MLB ball. And based on this story written on ESPN.com, this was hardly a hot take. This was the norm. So even though a lot of these kids are answering, you know, hey, I... I love the home runs. Home runs are up. I'm in. And and good for them. Because to an extent, home runs are good for the game. And, of course, the rate they're happening right now isn't. Lincoln Grupalar from Sydney, Australia, says, you know, all the home runs are like having lots of explosions. (laughs) Okay, that's another fair assessment. Good way to put it said the game that he saw live in person was the 2014 season when the Dodgers and Diamondbacks played down in Australia to kick off the entire season with a two-game series. And then in those two games, there were only two home runs. And now fast forward five years in this current season, and home runs are up 60%. So it begs the question that Major League Baseball is asking more so than ever right now. How do you get a 12-year-old, how do you get a a 15-year-old even, to sit down and watch a game of baseball? And no, taking away netting is not going to help. It might hurt the, the kid that's coming out and bringing his glove and hoping for a foul ball. But you know, it's also going to help the fan that got struck by a foul ball. Because even if you're watching... If a ball's coming off the bat at 110 miles per hour, which is becoming commonplace now in Major League Baseball, there's nothing you can do to get out of the way of that thing. 
nothing. This is not what many like to say, just, oh, this is just more PC culture. This is more, gosh, we're just, we've become soft. Well, no, you, you haven't because you've got serious injuries happening all across the country, all across the league. And these new nets that don't have knots at every connection, every little square connection, you can kind of picture it in your head. You can't even tell there's a net there. Okay, you, you can see the evidence of that when people throw up their hands like they're going to catch a ball when it comes right back at them. You know, you know what I'm talking about? The people that have sat right behind home plate and they throw their hands up when a ball comes back quickly, just like, oh, gosh, it's instinct. Okay, in our heads, and you get used to it so fast, you can't tell the difference. If you want a foul ball, come to batting practice. Okay, get there, get there a couple hours before the game. Have a hot dog. Come, come with dad. Come with mom. Take your glove and sit out there in those general admission bleacher seats or outfield seats or whatever they are at the ballpark you go to, and go catch some some balls from big leaguers, hitting them a mile. That's what batting practice is for. My brother and I, back when the we'd go to a lot of Tennessee Smokies games, from back when I was a little kid, we would walk up and down the hitter's background, just wait for balls to hit the hitter's background and center, and then just go pick them up. Come home, be like, Mom, got a foul ball today. <laughs> we'd never caught one. We'd just go pick it up. So I, I think it's important to know what the younger fan wants from baseball right now. But this is a rare situation where baseball doesn't need to be concerned with the criticism and the, the takes of the next generation of fans. Because baseball does have issues in keeping fans younger and maybe creating a new generation of baseball fans. That's a problem for baseball. This is a situation where I, I don't think you need to to listen to it and, and care all that much. Take me out to the ball game. Take me out with the crowd. Final topic for today as we head into our stretch. Final innings of our show from the 7th to the 9th. Justin Verlander is annoying me. Yeah, I, I don't... Denying access is very, very rarely a good thing in today's media relations age. So Justin Verlander the other day denied a reporter access to his media availability following the Astros' 2-1 to loss to the Detroit Tigers on Wednesday night, which, by the way, was the most lopsided Vegas line in the history of baseball. Plus 500 for the Tigers. And they won. Two to one. So congratulations if you had that money line for Detroit. Detroit Free Press writer Anthony Finich, I believe I'm saying that right, was not allowed to attend Verlander's post-game session with reporters. According to Astros Vice President of Communications, Gene Diaz. Verlander said he refused to speak to any reporters with French in attendance. He also tweeted out Thursday morning that he refused to talk to Finch because of his unethical behavior in the past. 
and finished covered Verlander as a Detroit Tiger. So that prompted a response to Verlander, to himself, from Verlander to himself, saying, although I tried to avoid this situation, I've reached out to the free press multiple times today with no response, that being the Detroit paper. They're still not interested in my side of the story. So Chris Thomas, the sports editor of the Detroit Free Press, says, hey, I'd like to know who you contacted because we haven't gotten anything. So this is Verlander trying to create his own narrative. Because what does a reporter have it in it for them to make him look bad? Right? Like, why would would Chris Thomas, the sports editor, lie about having an email from him? Or not having an email from him? They don't think they gain anything from that. Major League Baseball did not agree with what the Astros did in handling this and in granting Verlander's requests. So good for them. MLB released a statement Thursday afternoon saying Finich should have been allowed in the clubhouse. Saying, quote, per our club media regulations, the reporter should have been allowed to enter the clubhouse postgame at the same time as the other members of the media. We have communicated this to the Astros. So it's pretty simple. All right. If you're going to go out there and, and play a game and go out there and pitch, be ready to be held accountable by people. Justin Verlander should know this. He's one of the greatest to ever play this position, especially in the last decade. He might be number one in the last 10 years of Major League Baseball when it comes to starting pitching. Get over yourself and face the music. I don't care who it's coming from. That's all we got for you today on episode number 11. But as always, we appreciate you listening in. As always, we want to ask you as well to go ahead and hit that subscribe button on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts. Send me a tweet. I'm at Will underscore Bowling, B-O-L-I-N-G. Let us know what you want to talk about next week. We'll get to it and we'll cover it. But until then, enjoy your weekend.